Welcome to another episode of Inside the Drinker's Studio. I'm here with Michelle and Juan. Hi. Hey, guys. And we're here at Power at the Pass with Valentin Sandoval. I like the echo in here. Hello, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is pretty echoey. It's, it's nice. I like it. Yeah? So we're it's in like, the... It sounds like we're in a very big place. Yeah. And we kind of are in a very big place. There's yeah. arts all over the walls here. Uh, we've got like a little... What are these called? These tracks here? It's a, it's a doorway dolly. It's a track dolly. To track dolly, so it's really cool. You use, you use these for the commercials and whatever you do. Um, not the com- not that one. I mean, you know, I'll keep that one in here because if I take it out, it's, it's too yeah. big, too big. You know? Cool. It's really cool. We got nice. it, it. Feels very professional in here. It does. And so, tell us really quick about Power at the Pass. What what is this place? Um, it's a, a place that my partner and I, he Don Shapiro owns a building, and and uh, I've been here for about six months with him. We partnered up on a on first of all writing his book, um, I'm writing. I'm in. I'm writing his uh, memoir, and uh, both oh, he and cool. I are writing that. I came on as a, as a kind of a ghost writer initially, mm-hmm. but I um, after writing my first book, and I, I met his wife Bobby at a at a city magazine party, and, oh, and, okay, and, cool. and uh, we were introduced. And he he was looking for a writer because he had uh, worked with two other writers from California, and, mm-hmm. and he just wasn't happy with the work. So we met up and we courted each other, and, and uh, right off the bat, we really hit it off, and it was a kindred, it was a kindred sort of spirit that was really cool. So, you know, from there it just gravitated into being um, telling a, a documentary out of the book as well. So we went from a book to a documentary, and then it just made sense to start a media media company of sorts, where you create content and you focus on on documentary, many documentary webisodes, commercials, and you know things of that nature. So, Power at the Pass is essentially, uh, you know, I like to think of it as a, as a creative think tank. You know, where where you know we have Latinitas in here, a nonprofit organization that another partner of ours um, here in the ad agency that we have in this in the Power at the Pass is renting. So you have a really cool nonprofit geared towards empowerment of women, young women, and like you know, making media and journalism and you know, having a 3D printer pretty soon, and just all kind of oh, really cool really stuff. Cool. You know, yeah, yeah. So, Power at the Pass is essentially that. It's a it's a kind of a soundstage meets like a like a think tank of sorts. That's very cool. I think it's something that El Paso does need, um, just to like have like a central location people can go to to I don't know, just to meet and exchange ideas and exchange creativity. Think tank. Yeah. yeah. Empower each other in creating stuff. Yeah. 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 Totally. And- yeah, like, <laughs> taking picture yeah, over here, yeah, and I just yeah. gotta get close. <laughs> I I think El Paso is in a time where there is a lot of things happening right now on on the arts, on the uh, liquor and beer industry, and things like this help a lot to uh, you know push the city forward. It's um, you have a bunch of people that those art, and uh, it's really good to have a place where they can meet and. Yeah, it's like a central focal point that people can go to, and it's like a focus of energy here. So yeah, the Los Visionaries or the Visionaries had a had an uh, their third year, I think it was mm-hmm. a reunion or not reunion, but you know celebration of right. being together uh-huh. as a collective. So as you guys were mentioning, that it was uh, it's filled it's filled with all kind of art of theirs, right? And and of, it was a three day it was a three day venue where Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and and you know really it was like you know it felt it felt like something that you I know it's sort of um, a kind of a weird thing to say, but you know, a, a double entendre of a, oh, it's not like if it feels like it's like a not not El Paso, you know, right. and 
And like that's, I don't know what that means sometimes, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it could be a good thing and a bad thing, but uh, it, it really felt like a, as if though you had a New York spirit. It had right. this, oh, nice. this open sort of creative space where like the whole floor is dedicated to their art. You know, really, really the space help. I mean, because it makes you feel like it makes you feel like you're in a big gallery in yeah, some like sort of big museum. urban jungle, yeah. and it's really cool. Yeah, really, really cool. Thirty-first and Carpenter camp. Yeah. Thirty-second Carpenter. Well, I was just I we I we never drive around this time of the day around mm -hmm. here this this area of El Paso. It looks really cool. I really like all the warehouses. It feels like like I want to open a bunch of breweries here right. and galleries Se and just seven breweries, walking distance. Yeah, things like that. This is perfect. And well, well, like, well, yeah. he, he, here's a, like the bigger pi picture with what Power at the Pass really is and. Partly because you know you want when you say things you got you're held accountable to them right and, mm -hmm. and part of the thing of a, of a writer you're prone to hyperbole which is exaggeration and and uh, and 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 sometimes you got to discern what's you know what's real and what you mean and what's you know what the exact where exaggeration kicks in but part of the vision of part of the past is is Don owns like vast majority of the buildings here and I'm talking about oh, okay. you know eighty five thousand square feet you know buildings and. And uh, they're all filled. He's not looking for tenants. You know, he, he has a lot of industry here, as you can see out. You know, just going outside. But the vision and the dream that he shares is is uh, is of converting this into into a media district of sorts. You know, where nice. uh -huh. where you where you already have you already have the epic rail yards. You have mm -hmm. you know glass mm -hmm. box doing their thing. There's a kind lot of like really New cool Orleans, stuff. The warehouse district. Yeah. Mm -hmm. really cool. mm -hmm. Or even like the meatpacking district, you know. Yeah, or, or lofts and yeah. stuff like that, and <laughs> art galleries. And, and really also media, yeah. though. That's a yeah. thing, media. Because, you know, I'm a filmmaker, you know. I'm a, yeah. I'm a storyteller by, by you know, by, by trade of sorts. And, and, and uh, you know, I'd, ideally it'd be great to have media institutions here. You bring some of, some sort of microcosm of Hollywood, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and not just Hollywood, but more so like, Let's say, for example, like a Latino CNN, or like a, yeah. or like a, you know, a subsidiary of Viceland, or you know, things of that nature, mm -hmm. where you they can leverage being next to Juarez and the sort of national geopolitical things that are going on, and you can you know make it make it you know make it valuable. Of sorts, yeah. You know? Geographically, yeah. we're in a great area. Where it has a lot of potential. It's just the yeah. potential, and hopefully, we, you know, we'll keep getting more people like you and more people like other local business owners to push that here. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, tell us about Valentin. Who are you? Who is Valentin? Because I know you do photography, you do your video stuff, you do the you know the commercial that you just showed us. You write. Tell us more about yourself and what is your, you know, what is it that you want to do for El Paso. Um, I, I don't really consider myself a photographer, you know, so per se, you know, because I, mm -hmm. I, I have like you know peers that are photogs and like they dedicate okay. themselves more of a more of a producer, you know. I, I, I uh, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, okay, I've been, I've been in, you know, I, I, I've been in the business, I guess, industry for 20 years. You know, I, I, um, I just turned 40 this year. And it and it's uh it's it's sort of a hard thing for that's a good age right no it's a wonderful <laughs> <laughs> look who's gonna turn forty soon <laughs> yeah so like you know ten years have come and gone you know just like that Pink Floyd yeah. song it really does come and go you're like wow great you know and and uh, and so I've been doing and I've been involved in film since I was twenty years old you know mm -hmm. I, I I got some awards at the at the at UTEP for filmmaking and I was lucky enough to have a professor that was really connected to the industry and so. 
I got to work with. I got to see first-hand experience at the age of 19 and 20, just what, what it was to work on big studio films. Mm -hmm. and, and that pretty much changed my life forever, you know, for, you know, for good and bad. And, and, and ultimately good in, in the sense that I found, you know, I found, uh, you know, I found my calling. I found, I found the path. And, and so from that point on, I, I, was able to, I was able to just work on, for about four years, on big union films. I got to work on mm -hmm. Traffic. You know, I got to work wow. with Soderbergh. I got to work with Miramax. Really? And, I, 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 on, on my first film, it was, uh, it was a film uh, produced by Bob Musarowski and Chris Webster, who produced, Chris Webster produced Hellraiser 1 and 2 and Jacob's Ladder and, mm. and, uh, and Heathers. And then uh, Bob Heathers. Pro Heathers with, you know, how cool that movie oh was. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so they were, they were heavyweights in their own right where it was a straight-to-VHS film. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't going to film festivals. It wasn't. It was already a package deal. It was like a factory. It was like a maquilla. <laughs> and it was, going, it was going straight to Japan. So, so that was really cool. I was 19 and seeing, like, my job was to just have everybody get hotels for everybody coming in from LA because it was a, you know it was a union legitimate show with 10 million dollar right. budget and it was also like second tier actors it wasn't you know it was Daniel Baldwin the least famous of the Baldwins <laughs> yeah. you know, and it was Pedro Armendariz Jr. you know which is uh, yeah uh, well he's a, he's a good actor well he is he is and, but and, yes and, and then uh, who else who else was in that Brian Brown was a good actor remember Brian Brown from FX he, okay. And, and the cocktail, the Tom Cruise movie, when yeah. he was a bartender. <laughs> yes. Like his mentor guy, the, okay. the Aussie, that he was, that's Brian Brown. So that was my, my first introduction into just, you know, seeing two, uh, about 100 people come in from out of town and get them hotels and go go to set and have them build, you know, a big, you know, big, you know their whole production layout and, and uh, see the cinematographer do his thing and see, you know, hire, you know, other crew as well. And, and work with the casting director and uh, that whole experience. And, and once that happened, they put you, you get in a certain, in a circle of sorts, you know, where I, I got offers. I got, I got a job offer on, on the big Lebowski. Wow. You know, what? Where, yeah. Did you think it? No. Oh, my God. I was, I was, that would have tied the room together very well. I was 19 or 20, <laughs> 20 years old, mind you, right? And, 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 and when I say, like, on that, like, my jobs were people, when I say that, they think, like, if I was somehow, you know, you know having dinner after the set with, you know, with these directors and actors. And I, was, I was a grunt. You know, I was an office PA. Oh, wow. I, was, I was a gopher. I was, it was, but I, I didn't care. I was in of course. In no, of awesome course. It's like world, you, you know? has to pay his dues. Yeah. 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 Exactly, yeah. and, and, and but I didn't know that that because the the grips it was this guy Shark and all these Venice like hipster guys that, that were you know just enjoying El Paso because they were probably conquering it you know with all the women you know, <laughs> being all over them and stuff and 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 and, uh, and and so after the set we'd hit it off you know we would just you know drink and smoke and talk and the cast and crew would you know it was a really cool environment it was That's like cool. for, like fogatas every night after mm -hmm. working for sixteen hours a day you know so we hit it off and they invited me to go work. About a week prior to that, I got a job offer. I, I took a job on a, on a set called Last Man Standing, which was directed by Walter Hill, who directed uh, one of my young, when I was a kid, one of the favorite films was uh, The Warriors. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and, and so I wanted to work with him, and, or at least be on his set. And so I took that job offer. And so when they offered me, and it was a Christopher Walken and Bruce Willis, so... You know, it, it was it yeah. was not a it was not like uh, you know what a consolation prize. It wow. Was, okay. But mind you, like I told them, I said I I wanna if I can go work on that set for like a week or two, and then I'll go with you guys to California. And they're like, nah, it doesn't work that way. You take you make a decision, and I and it's good either way. You know, we we're cool with you either way. So I had already taken the job, so I I didn't. 
I didn't know it was going to be a big Lebowski. Right. You know, they, he was like, right. it's going to be the Coen Brothers film with Jeff Bridges, and it's about a bowler. And, you know, and, that, and, and the whole timeline makes sense. I was 19 or 20 oh when I was God. going into production. So, so yeah. if I, if I would have known, of course, I would have taken the, the big Lebowski. You know, yeah. I would have had your name up on that okay. as, 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 as an office PA. Shit. That would be cool. I was, a, I was a kid going for the tortas. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Richie calling me, and he's it's the, oh, locked downstairs. Okay. Can, can I yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go get Richie. We'll be back. So Richie is here. We're continuing with this. Hi, Richie. Did you do a pause? We did yes. a little pause. Okay, a little pause. Right. And he Welcome. was telling us about how he could have been working for the, the Big, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Oh yes, that's a good story. And yeah. he would have been working on Fargo, wow. the TV series. I, I, I guess it would have trickled down that way. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that, I threw some conjecturing. I'm all, I'm, I'm all for it. You know? I, I, I could have. So you uh, mentioned Soderbergh. Yeah, I worked on Traffic. Oh, and nice. It, it was it was here for okay for about two weeks, and and uh, they shot out they shot out hmm. in uh, Socorro by um, uh, Passmore, which is an area uh, that was used in the in the 1950s. 40s, is, uh, 40s and 50s is a bracero program mm -hmm. you know, where they would, you know, you know house Los braceros. braceros. Uh -huh. si. My grandfather was one. Yeah. 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 And uh, I went out there with, uh, to shoot a documentary with uh, Tim Hernandez, a professor at UTEP and at, I think, Fresno um, State. And he uh, wrote, he's a prolific writer. He's written seven, eight books. His latest one is really uh, kicking off. And, and uh, you know, we shot out there for a documentary and, and, uh, and I took him out there because I had seen the set working on traffic and I was on that I was on that for for a few days as a as a stand-in just a regular old stand-in you know I, nothing nothing special but then I I was the one that came closest to fitting the build of Benicio del Toro who, oh, nice. who's oh, a, just yeah. a, ma a massive man people don't know that he's you know I'm 6'1 this guy was like 6'4 easy really yeah. Benicio yeah yeah 6'3 6'4 yummy yeah, he, so like, um, Toro. he can bring the me bull. a Heineken Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you hear that, Benicio? He can bring you're, me a you're, you're invited anytime. to inside the, the drinking studio. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! yeah. By the podcast. Yeah. No, so that, that that was fun because they you know they they asked me to be a stand-in for which kept me on set for a whole different a whole week and right. I actually got lines in the in the in the film. There's a scene where I came out twice as an actor and one of my lines that where I'm. The drugs are the Mexican drugs are. He's trying to coax his assassin. To, I'm gonna have to uh, watch that again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look a lot different, you know. Back, I mean, mind you, I was also people still recognize you though. Get out we, of we here. go out, and uh, I've seen a couple people go up. Like, hey, I saw you were in that no, movie. No, 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 they it was too brief. Not, not that they movie. Not that movie. No, 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 no. It was too brief, and and they cut out the scene where I had lines. So I was just nah. like part of the composition. It was in my still head, you made it. Right, and then four-time Academy Award-winning film, and all hell that. yeah, and, get, and gets it like my I would have, I got my brother a, a, a job on that for about a week just because they needed background too. So we would go there early because the the one vantage point of working on these films, these big union films, was and is if you're still in that industry, is the food. You know, uh -huh. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, the catering they say is awesome. Top notch. I mean, <laughs> I got to on Last Man Standing, the Bruce Willis movie. I. I was working with his two uh, Brit, uh, Swiss personal chefs that traveled with him wow. all, all year, and they cooked for him. And, and the last night, I remember getting, having to go get a U-Haul truck to go get a, a bunch of lobster that Tom Cruise had sent for uh, Christopher Walken's last night on set. Oh, wow, that's nice. It was filet, mi that, filet huh? mignon with, with 
lobster. I remember all the what? cast and crew. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. On the menu for like dinner. And the cast and crew was, you know, all these, you know, New Yorkers and you know, Cali people were just, you know, you know, of course, rightfully so, at wondering where the lobster was going to come from in a place like El Paso, where right. it's this desert. And, uh, and the, the, set, the chefs were adamant to tell them that it was shipped, you know, by Tom Cruise and I before from Maine and stuff like that. So that, that was, uh, but then on traffic, I got to just, you know, spend breakfast with Steven Soderbergh and, and really kind of get a, you know, I saw the way he did his lighting compositions mm -hmm. on, on traffic, you know, with the way he, uh, you know, with the wrong filters, the wrong, you know, sort of, uh, you know, he shot it in a way that was unorthodox. And a lot of the mm -hmm. crew, the morale was down because they thought he didn't care. And he just returned, was returning back to his, you know, sort of dogmatic way of producing films. And that was available lighting and, you know, just being an independent filmmaker. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, and so that was cool because I got to, you know, get, you know, spend some time with, with, uh, with a masterful filmmaker, with a master of a filmmaker, oh, you know. Really? So, so that was really cool. Yeah. Wow, I'm jealous. Well, cheers, guys. I, cheers. Yeah, it's cheers. like cheers to What are you guys drinking here? Click, click, click. Wow. That looks interesting, okay. Ralph. What's that? Uh, I have a Voodoo Ranger, which is an Imperial IPA from okay. New Belgium. Yeah, and you have an have Oasis. Room. Yeah, so it's from foreign Oasis, extra stout. Texas Brewing Foreign Extra Stout. They're it's doing cool. really good stuff. Valentin has a Blue Moon. Classic Belgian white. There you go. Classic. And I have a shitty ass Corona. <laughs> With a little lime in it. Well, a big lime. And some salt. Yeah, I got my my lime salt. <clears throat> but then I'll, I'll go fancy after this, I promise. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, Corona is Corona's classic. You know, that's, uh... I know. Yeah. No so judgment. Where are you guys yeah. bringing uh, beer from? I picked up a six-pack um, from uh, side door. the Side Door Liquor side Store. Door. Okay. So mm -hmm. I built my own six-pack. Mine is from home. Okay. <laughs> and Richie, where did <laughs> you get your left. beer? Well, one of the traditions that we have here in the studio is um, during writing sessions is going to Jovenny Bronson's and getting beer to go. That's an option... People don't realize that is there. That they have the beer to go. It's a, it's a pretty decent little option. So. Can, can mm -hmm. they fill up a growler? And, and it's half off, too. Okay? And it's half off. I, <laughs> I don't know. Can they fill up growlers? No. I mean, they I don't, don't have... I, I guess that if you... I we we need to any, ask Christina. Any verbiage? Yeah, they I don't know. Any growlers, but... They only have like six taps. It six seems like they'd be cool enough to or do nine. it, though. I don't know how many taps they have there. Yeah. But... Well, if we're down there, get the doll and get some, uh, get some beer. I love doll. Yeah. It's an awesome place. We still need to get Christina on it. Uh, also, Eddie. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I need a lot of people. Anyone? I made a list. Don't worry. There's a list. When I come back from Chicago, we'll talk about it. Emily Davis, I know you're working there or have been working She's, there. Yeah, she working used to there. work yeah. there. Yeah. She we'll get you one way or the other. Yeah. Well, there we'll you find go. You. So should we start with our famous questions? Let's start with these questions. Yeah. This is the famous Inside the Drinker Studio questionnaire, which we've compiled from various magazines, apparently. <laughs> various <laughs> Vanity <laughs> Fair magazines. <laughs> so, I got a subscription to Vanity Fair, and I really like the questions. So let's, there you go. let's ask this question. I think this is the question we've asked the most. Uh, what historical figure would you like to have a drink with, and what would you have a drink with them? Wow. Mm-hmm. People want to have. I mean, uh, you know what? Yeah. I, I I don't know if I have the answer for that, but I have a dream. I, I, That's uh, fine. <laughs> I, I have a dream that I went. No, I have a I dream. I dreamed a dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one one time, uh, years back, at least ten years, uh, the coolest one of the coolest dreams of my life, where I'm uh, I'm at a little place somewhere like I must have been. It's an obscure like place with mountains around it, and 
it was like a like a part of a side of a building old uh stucco like broken it was kind of like a restaurant and i was sitting at the table with uh with uh, ernest hemingway mm. and and uh, Cantinflas was coming. Oh, no, oh my was God. He was walking over. <laughs> and then uh, I remember I got up and I was just like, you know, I was on the table with them, but I was in an inner kind of an awe, right? Because I'm with Hemingway and Cantinflas. And, and then, and then uh, and Cantinflas is just telling him something, right? And Hemingway was just like, it was like kind of cracking up. And I remember thinking, wow, this is so fucking great. I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of this, you know? So, so that... I don't know if that answers the question, but I, you know. I, that's a cool one. Would you recreate Cantinflas. that if you had the chance? Yeah, of that's a first. Yeah, Cantinflas. Course. Nobody has ever said Cantinflas that is ever. A first, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Can you imagine how funny that would have been. <laughs> that would be cool. Just because he probably goes around in circles, you know. Like in character, time. like yeah, yeah, completely yeah, in character, sure. probably. Yeah. Hmm. And what would that's you drink cool. with him or them? Some rum, some tequila. That's some tequila. Yeah, yeah, do some uh, Don Julio Reposada. Take some shots, or would you sip on it? Sip on them. Sip right. on them that, and, uh, and uh, good lager. I don't know, good, yeah, good yeah. you know, good. Nice just, little Mexican lager? Yeah, a little Mexican lager. Okay, yeah. cool. Nice and simple. Yeah. Fun, traditional. That's a good one. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's his dream. Yeah. So we don't have to. We can't judge. I'm wanting you guys to disapprove. <laughs> I'm waiting for the disapproval so I can rebuttal. No, we approve. No, I, like, I, like I like the idea. Have you ever been I would probably put some rum in there <laughs> for Hemingway. What's that? I would put some rum in there for Hemingway. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hemingway, yeah. yeah. some rum. But a little daiquiri. A little daiquiri. His daiquiri. Maybe he would have done tequila just because, you know, maybe. when in Rome, you know? Yeah, that is true. Okay, so you were like the Sierra Madre around there in a, in a little cottage. Like, yeah, yeah, not even a, no, it was like huge. It was like it was big building, like, uh, like scratched, you know, sort of mm -hmm. dilapidated, like uh, stucco brick, you okay. know, like an old like hacienda type kind of like thing. Almost like an old Fellini, yeah, like an old Fellini film. Mm -hmm. you know, okay. I don't know why I thought Fellini, but like quite a cinematic dream, like eight and a half. <laughs> if somebody can draw that, that would be really cool. It would be really cool. <laughs> and send it over. Yes. Great, That's cool. That's cool. What else? All right. Well, what? Well, what? I, want, I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear. Who would you drink with? And, and oh, I always say Chelsea Handler. Uh, yeah, for a living person, yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, living person, Chelsea Handler. I'd like for to me. talk to Elon Musk. Uh -huh. Yeah. See what's going on. Uh, I've never thought about anybody dead is dead. Um. Oh, Nietzsche. Yeah, I'd like to talk well, to Nietzsche. Well, there you go. Yeah, because you're, you're a Nietzschean. nihilist, existentialist. I'm a, I'm an existentialist. <laughs> Nice. I always make fun of him. I don't know. Somebody dead for me. Selena? No. Aaliyah? Somebody living, that's a good question. I would, I would yeah, because they're living, yeah. Somebody that just, you know, somebody died recently. Who died recently? Uh, oh, just pick 2016? Chris, Chris Cornell. You know? <laughs> no, uh, no. James Bond? James Bond died. Oh, James yeah. Bond died. Juan would have one with him. He likes yeah, 007. Yeah. But I don't know who I would do. Hmm. I'll think about it. Ooh, nice. um, David Bowie. David Bowie, mm. okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah nice. with Alan Rickman. Everybody British. Oh, that's right, he's dead. I know. Oh. Um, that's why 2016 sucked. But anyways, let's talk if about... If I had someone well, living, it'd be uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. There you go, yeah. There you yeah, go, with Hamilton, yeah. the original one. All right, talk about death. If you were to die... What beer, wine, or spirit would you like to come back as? Beer, wine, or spirit? Mm -hmm. Come back as a bottle of champagne. Bottle of tequila. Bottle of tequila. Wow. Galliano. So you can live forever. 
Heineken. So I, 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 I like the Galliano thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to live forever. You know? <laughs> for 10, at least 10,000 years. <laughs> it's 10,000 years. <laughs> King Aki Madden. Ah, geez, let me see. What would I? Heineken so that uh, Benicio can drink me. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> now that we talked about Benicio. <laughs> you make sure to tag him on this episode. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I do uh, maybe a, maybe like a vodka. Or, a vodka? Or, 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 a, or, a, or a scotch, just because vodka's always been the one thing I don't drink. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ever since like the majority of like stupid things I've done throughout my life, <laughs> when I've been drunk, I've been off of vodka just because it sneaks up on you you know just kind of have that that spirit you know hmm. there you go yeah, that's know. cool nice bottle that's of cool. vodka to sneak you'll be up made on into you. shots a lot of shots true true <laughs> that's good. yeah that's good. yeah that's cool that's a good right, answer so what is your biggest extravagance what do you spend your money on mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of film equipment, maybe. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a dolly over there. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> film. I mean, for the most part, yeah. The past. Uh, I remember my uh, ex-girlfriend. I guess told me uh, when I was in, I was living in Manhattan, and working on, on a film up there, and, and uh, I would stay there for a long time. And I and I and I thought of, of I was going to get her a ring, right? And, oh. and 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 instead, during that time, I bought a. An expensive lens. Okay. You know, and for her, and for her, that was like, you know, the ultimate like symbol of of what I value in 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 life at that time. You know, so so yeah, I guess I would say mm-hmm. that you know, like that investment in towards extravagance would be the, I think just the whole absurdist idea of 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 being a filmmaker and a storyteller. You know, all that, you know and and you know, coming from a proletariat, you know, working class background, you. You, you, I have all kind of issues, you know, you know all kind of guilt issues, and and so, uh, so, uh, I think in general it's been the extravagance of the lifestyle of, of being a filmmaker and a writer. Mm-hmm. You know. That's cool. That's a good answer. I mean, did she break up with you because you brought a lens and not a ring? No, I mean, okay. but that, it's kind of like you know what? Why <laughs> that was the, the big thing, though. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> okay. like the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. is there was a million straws underneath it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was, I'm just telling the, the story of the last one. <laughs> so, what would you do with a million dollars tax free? How doing, many lenses would do, you what buy? What I'm doing now. You know, okay. a, a full time. Awesome. Ideally, the, the dream of people ask, well, what, what's the peak you know, of your, your career as, you know, as, uh, you know, as you know, what I do? And when I was younger, they would I would say, "Oh, you're gonna be the next Spielberg and Quentin." I'm, I'm almost like patronizing, you know, in a way that without the ill will of that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and I never was pursuing that. I was just, I'm just pursuing livelihood and generating industry off of off of the creativity that that I have and and uh, accessible. So I would just, you know, take it and create a system of of, of hopefully, hopefully like self generation where you become a, I become a full time philanthropist you know and, yeah, and cool. invest in different ideas and projects and things that that I that I you know myself and the people the council that you build around you you know finds value in so you know so that's that's why I spend my money you know mm-hmm. creating the system which would probably be some equipment would be more more in brain power more in man, more in people power you know so so yeah, yeah man cool. 
Power at the Pass. There we go. There we are. So who came up with that name? Don the Shapiro. Power. Oh, that was him. That's okay. Don Shapiro. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, we we thought about different keech names that would be cool and just like one word names that would. Yeah, I was thinking with my like different, but it made total sense and 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 he. I really liked the way he thought about it because he's mm -hmm. really proud of the idea. You know, like what I learned from him is how to value ideas because that's one thing again that I have. A, I've had a hard time valuing. The, the power of the idea within myself and within those around. I think that's been, you know, the disconnect. But what I think what I've learned how to connect was, was in valuing the idea. And then when he came up with the idea, he had a genuine love and an affinity for thinking that that idea, that those words, that combination of words, mm -hmm. means a lot. And it and it and it curtails off into different, um, different opportunities and potentials. Mm -hmm. So so I, I powered the past for the way he, we describe it. The way I learned it was was you know for the most part. Everybody leaves here, you know, and when, at least I did when we were younger, you know. Yeah. And, and the brain course, drain problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it makes sense. I think you, part of you has to leave for some and come back. But I, I think it was changing that, that, that thing, you know, of, of having to leave town. Paso, to right? go, yeah, the whole, the whole he passed, passed you know, he passed. It's okay. the past. You come here and you leave, you know, where you, you generate, you know, what you, did, what you have in this, in, the, in, the, in this desert land, and then you take off. And, and I think... The, it's a, the whole thing with the book is also titled Power to Pass. Mm -hmm. And the thing with that is that it's geared towards bringing, letting people know that the power is, is here, is, is the power is at the pass. You know, not, you know it's, a, it's an, uh, uh, sort of an allegory for El Paso and, and Juarez, mm -hmm. the frontera region where it's, uh, you, you, know, you don't have to go anywhere else per se. And if you do, and more power to you. But ultimately, I think it's really for the people that, it's like a self-esteem thing. It's like you know, transcending the complex that, that the that the, this region is, has had for a very long time, mm -hmm. and and the power of the past is just sort of a um, an evocation of that, like yeah. of of self esteem and like you know just you know be we're here, make the best of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I El agree Paso, with that. El Paso, Paso del Norte, the pass is in there. It's like an, it's like a non obvious nod to mm -hmm. to El Paso. Yeah, <clears throat> and then what is power? You know, mm -hmm. we talked about that in our episode. Is how do we define power? What? How does it manifest? Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. Many forms. Yeah, absolutely. In this case, it's creation. Yeah. That's really cool. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what just else to, to say. I think it's just really cool. Tag on a little bit at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, and one of the thing, things is that, you know, I got I got involved in a, well, we got involved in politics here, you know, in, in different races, and, and and not because I I um you know not because of any specific you know person or, or or even the opposite of that not because of any you know specific agenda but really the the agenda is obvious and it's been transparent where it's it's that you know uh, the next phase of of industry is is content creation mm -hmm. you know, is this whole social media thing yeah why not parlay that with with you know with this you know with um you know with this region Really encompassing that, and 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 believing that that you can bring other opportunities from all over the world, and 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 just show how much of a gem this region is, and mm -hmm. geographically, culturally, you know, even in terms of education and institutions that are, oh, yeah. that, that are being set up here, and 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 we've been we've been working with the city to to make this as what we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. to to see that that this is the a, a natural urban you know, potential of, of redevelopment, you know, that makes sense because it's not, there's no, you know, there's, there's less of the negatives of, you know, of what is it, um, 
eminent domain and, and things that are very controversial, you know, and, 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 and there's also not having to mess with, you know, with the territory. You don't have mm -hmm. to blow things up. You don't have to move dirt around and plants around. You know, this is, this is a industrial, natural, urban, you know, thing yeah. that you can have. And, and it makes sense that it would be, that it'd be the next sort of redevelopment district that, that would probably be, in, be more real towards, towards the region because it's of its history and right. its proximity and, mm -hmm. and, and just the, you know, it's just so much, you know, it's just so much going on with it, you know? So. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of people feel this. I think a lot of people can recognize that there is something happening in El Paso and it feels like now is the time to strike and now is the time to like really work on that and to make something happen to, to like capitalize on this, this energy and this, mm -hmm. this belief that something is going to happen in El Paso, that we are going places. It's a lot more optimistic these days. Yeah. And it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's so good. That's yeah. good. You just need to, you just need to change that mindset of people that are still exist. And that's something we talk about in our previous episodes about like how people are still a little bit close minded and how they get so like, you know, uh, seduced by the, the you know, the, the, well, and not just that, like the corporations and the, the, the big businesses that come in and go and people are still kind of stuck in there. And, and I'm, I'm very happy that people like you and like us that we're trying really hard to, to turn it around. People are like, I love El Paso. Also, Applebee's is the best place to go. Oh my God. <laughs> Dinner for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> support like, local. Ew. Support local. Real. Support yes. local. Yeah, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Yes. Do you have another question? Ralph? I do have another question. Go for it. All right. This is. Uh, I think. I like this question because it speaks about I don't know accomplishments, and I think maybe you have something that's something to share here. So, what is the most complicated thing you have done? The most complicated thing I've done. Yeah. So you're a filmmaker, He's editor, writer. Writer. What is the most complicated thing you've done? The most complicated thing you've. But at the same time, rewarding. On. I want to say. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a pro like a project or like. A, Anything like that a, you set your mind to that you're like, holy shit, mm -hmm. what did I get myself into? And then at the end, it's like, wow. Maybe you made rewarding. chicken corn just, blue one day. Mm -hmm. You never know. It's pretty complicated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would say. I mean, at the you know you know I know it's gonna at the risk of you know beaten what is it a you know the horse i was gonna say a dead horse but it's not a dead horse um, don't kill the horse uh, there's no reason to bring that 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 vision in there sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like right, right. think about dead horses uh, for he's got a stick and he's hitting the dead horse it's, think about it as catharsis it's healing for you guys okay it's, the dead horse image is out of your life now um, <laughs> no i i would say where we're at right now the fact that i wrote a book of poetry you know, of the story of, of my mom, you know, crossing over from Mexico and, 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 and you know, and, and, and part of it, you know, you kind of forget what you did just because, you know, the, the everyday hustle of what you have to focus on and what you can do right now and for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So but when I think about when I have certain things that come that arise and certain, you know, uh, 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 challenges that are presented to me, I think like uh, just not to be cynical and, and to realize that that you know the, that the that the struggle was was real and is real in, in some ways but at the same time it isn't to romanticize the struggle it's really to allow it to become a, 
a thing of perseverance and resilience. Yeah. And, and I wrote a book about that, you know, and I never would have thought I would have pulled off a, a book, you know. Uh, you know, it took me two years to do it. I wrote most of it in New York and in Santa Fe, and it was ironically about in Boston Juarez, but I had to have the purview to, 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 to see it from a different lens and place, you know, and I think that has a lot to do with writing. So I, the fact that I wrote a story of that that reads like a novel, and that made me into an entrepreneur of sorts too, where now we have this facility that we're in and, and I have, you know, partners that are, you know, major players in, you mm -hmm. know, in their own right and they're serious business folk and, and, and I'm involved in politics and to some extent here in, you know, in New Mexico. Not in politics, but more so my core competency and what I, what I sit back on is that I create content and videos mm -hmm. and, and messaging and branding and, and, and that's how I get involved in things and, and so... So the fact that I became an, somewhat of an entrepreneur, not somewhat, I became an entrepreneur and I became a filmmaker and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it manifests itself in brick and mortar, you know, where mm. you can actually see it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I get to work with, you know, educational institutions where I find myself keynoting conferences and for an organization called Catch the Next out of, out of you know, Texas, which is geared around, you know, college preparedness and Latino success and, and education. And you're talking to PhDs and you're presenting, you know, with Ivy League, you know, just some of the most brilliant people I've right. you know, ever been around. And, and you're the focus of attention based off of the, I think, the poignancy and the truth of, of what I presented with the book. That, like your that experience I, or life experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and the validity behind that, it completely changed, changed my life. And now off of a book, you know, so off of yeah. words, yeah. you know, I find that, that it becomes an industry and I'm working with all kind of really incredible people. And a lot of things, I'm learning a lot still. You know, I still yeah. got my rough right. edges and my issues mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. But, but I, I tend to, I guess the best way to deal with, you know, the, the task at hand is to see your, your issues as, as opportunities and mm. blessings to, like, grow. Lessons. To, you know, do your thing. So the most complicated thing would be to write, write a book you know, be turned down, you know, yeah. in Manhattan for two imagine. years. Wow. <laughs> Rejection left and right, humiliation, you know, losing, you know, and people, even family and loved ones, losing. Doubting. Their, you know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay, your book, sure, you know, like the whole thing. And Would, would that be some of your greatest fears coming true? Because that's my next question. What's that? What will be your greatest fear? What is your greatest fear? Hmm. Greatest fear. Yeah. We're getting dark. Yeah, well, we're that, getting dark. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, that deserves another beer. Yeah, because it, I mean, it's it's like what is it, it's a yeah, good the, challenge, the, the, but yeah, then the after greatest, that, what comes the fear? What is that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you know, the the fear is that you didn't learn anything, you know, and and, and that that you weren't able to, you know, that yeah, yeah, you didn't learn. You don't you didn't you didn't apply process and, uh -huh. and lesson to the to the to future. Grow. You know, mm -hmm. to, to leave an imprint. You know, because. The fear would be, at the risk, that's a dangerous question, and that's a good question. You know, my, my, my partner would say that, like in his book that we're, that we're writing, you know, mm -hmm. he, he, he proclaims that he has, he has no fear. There's no fear, you know, he has. Mm -hmm. And how true that is, everybody has fear, you know, to some extent, you know. So mm -hmm. the fear would be that, you know, that, you know, I don't, you know. The fear is, is really like a, an igniter that keeps me going so that I make it happen, that I make sure that I... That I fulfill what I what I said I was going to fulfill, so the fear is not fulfilling it, you know, and, and therefore you you know you, the way you, you fulfill it is by, mm -hmm. you know, just being intrepid and, and just laser point and learning the lessons and and and, and making you know and making it happen. Valentino el valiente. Uh, 
<laughs> so what's the name of your book? How can people find it? It's called uh, South Sun Rises. You, you can get it at Amazon. You can get uh -huh. it, you can get it at uh, Barnes and Nobles. Um, I'll have some copies, you know, here you know, in a couple of weeks. But you can order it online. You can, and this you, is you, a poetry one that you wrote. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it won the Southwest Book Award too a year and a half ago. It, it, Very it, cool. It garden me the Southwest. How Book come Award we haven't had him as a at the open mic a as feature, a featured uh, he's artist? Come, he's he's been featured at the open mic a couple times. At the at the Black Orchid? No, no, not the Black Orchid. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we should. He has read there. though. I he has know. come by. Yeah. 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 Because we, we haven't seen you in there in a while, or at least I don't know if you were there. I'm never there. <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> like, I'm never there. That open mic's getting crazy. That open mic yeah. is getting very good, Richie. I have to give you, like, kudos if to that. If you're not there really on time, good. you're not going to be on the list. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's getting to a point where people, like, come in, like, the, super early. The last Can time I sign at, in? That, at that beach, we were there, and he already had, like, oh, like, yeah. like eight people, like, an hour before... People waiting, found waiting me at the, the bar at the yeah. beach, yeah, because I had them at the Rock House like at eight. But I went like to go have a drink at Rock at a uh, Dead Beach, Dead beach. an hour yeah, before. Like and people away. were like, "Oh, you do the open mic? Can I sign up now?" I'm like, <laughs> I had like eight people like signed up. That's really crazy, cool. man. You crazy. know what? If you want to leave a copy of the sign up sheet at the at the Black Orchid, so people when they come in, because sometimes they come aye, in at aye. six. Oh, you just want yeah. business. Anyway, yeah, but Valentin yeah. has been featured, and I'd love to feature him again. Uh, South Sunrises, right now we're working on a project where we're recording it. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Really cool. some okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some sound design. Yeah, yeah that's been really cool. We've we'll been getting some local musicians, hopefully, to come in and score it, you know, mm -hmm. and some sound design components. And Are you going to work with Siren Sound? I, I've already. Oh, uh, yes, Matthew has uh, graciously opened up to, to help cool. us sound. Very cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's such a nice guy. Wow. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get out of the dark. <laughs> Who is your favorite hero of fiction or real life, if you will? Like, who's your hero? Superman. I, would, I prefer Batman. Oh. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, just because he, you know, he dealt with trauma. It's, it's, he's more real. Yeah, he yeah. had real trauma. Yeah, he was a real person. Superman he wasn't born was a, a god. god you know? <laughs> he wasn't born a god. He's just human. He's just rich. <laughs> That's close <laughs> yeah. to being a god, I guess, for a human. Yeah. I, I guess. I, I know when I was younger, I, I, I used to love uh, uh, Andy Dufresne, remember from the show, uh, Shane yeah. Redemption? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was like a, what a, what a heroic you know, character that Stephen King came up with with that. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Moral when it counts. Hey, the guy went through a tunnel of shit to yeah, get out of there, so. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's my role. That's a that metaphor for life. Then. <laughs> <laughs> One must imagine this is fifteen years. <laughs> okay, but which Batman? If if we were gonna pick an actor that portrayed Batman, Val Kilmer. <laughs> he got fat. That happens, man. That happens. <laughs> we all get fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, speak for myself, right? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll put on some weight. You're fluffy, um, Michelle. You're fluffy. I'm fluffy and full of love. Probably go with uh, Birdman. You know, what's his awesome. name? Awesome. Oh Keaton. yes. Yeah. Uh, only because uh, yeah. you know, Michael Bale's cool. You know, it would probably be him just because you know, Chris Nolan and what they did with the new Batman series and stuff. But uh, I'm not crazy. But yeah, about... but his voice—it's too much. He's like too intense when he starts to speak as Batman. Christian Bale, like Michael Keaton was just oh, cool. Oh, he does his whole voice thing. What is that, Michelle? Because that's how he talks. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
I am Batman. I'm not, I'm not editing her voice. I do right not back. have balls, so I don't know. I don't have. <laughs> yeah, very, it's very, very raspy, yeah. very down. Like, dude, have a holes. <laughs> yeah, he's sick. Constantly. Very guttural. Yeah. No, I like Michael Keaton. That's yeah. a good one because he he got to, especially when he did the the, the one with the penguin. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good or, one. Or Jack Nicholson, you know, the classic line, where does he get all these wonderful toys? You know, and that, was, <laughs> that was the first, that was that the first, first one, one right? yeah, with yeah. Kim, Kim Basinger. Michael Keaton is my Batman. That's the one I grew up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Well, yeah, and then it has Christopher Walken in mm-hmm. that movie, yeah. too. Yeah, it's yeah like, that's true. Mm-hmm. He can You're attracted me. to Christopher Walken? Fuck yeah. He, <laughs> I'll give him more cowbell. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am a woman of many today. tastes. Apparently, <laughs> Beniso and the Christopher Walken and who else? Who? Uh, you like um, what's the guy with the weird name? Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's the British thing. Interesting. Hell yeah. yeah. And, and then Bruce Lee, of course, you know, was great. My guys like, I mean, I'm an old sports, there you go. Sim- Bruce simple a good guy. One. I even, I, I know it's so cliche, but I uh, not cliche, but. Uh, I, I love what Michael Jordan did for you know for for the game. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought it mm-hmm. was it was you know last time we were. What did we do last night? I was yeah, about to we, ask we, you. We were editing this spot till like three or four in the morning. I had a Joe here in Animator Richie was doing the podcast for people we work with out of Dallas, and, and uh, he puts on uh, some old Jordan highlights with you know the Detroit Pistons. You know, uh-huh. and they would beat up on him and you know stuff like that. So, right on the projector. Yeah, we can project like movies up on that and stuff. So. Oh, cool. So, so yeah, cool. those are a slew of different different heroes. You know, I, yeah, I, I like what Kerouac did. You know, when he wrote on the road. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I thought you know pulling that off. That's a that's a feet and a half. You know, <laughs> one to seven years on the road and writing about it in three weeks to a month. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's that's pretty yeah, heavy. That scroll. That's yeah. pretty badass. I like his answers. Good answers. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> I, like I need to like some. I have the remnants of a Batman voice. Are you? <laughs> You have like a phlegmy throat or something? <clears throat> okay, so it sounds like you've, you've traveled. Oh, it sounds like red rum. Red rum. Red rum. So you've been in Santa Fe. You've been in New York. Um, what is your favorite journey? I know plenty of people that travel more than just Santa Fe, New York. You know, right, right. right. I, I wouldn't say I travel much. I haven't even gone to Europe, you know, yet, and I have, you know, people. You know, so, uh, but yeah, you know, I I, I, I lived in in, uh, in in Albuquerque in Austin. Lived in Austin, and when it was like, the, the you know, we say, of course, we're gonna say it was the best time to be there right. because it was like when 90, it wasn't um, hipster. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Uh, commoditized and, 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 and presented in, you know, and, and uh, you know, the way it is, you know, now. And I got nothing against what it is now. More power to what's happening. That's not my thing. But back then, it was, uh, it was a true arts renaissance of sorts. You know, I got, to, I got to work with Lee Daniel and Linklater, who shot Slacker and Daisy Confused, cool. which were the ones that really made, put UT Austin and Austin on the map mm-hmm. when it came to independent film. So... Um, the, what was the question? <laughs> what is your favorite journey? <laughs> that conversation. The journey of life. I know, I know, right? I know. <laughs> well, you know what? My, it doesn't my, have my, to be like physical. My, 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 third, my, third, my third book, if I'm lucky enough to, to, you know, to get it out to, there. To get, get there, you know, to get there in life, first of all, mm. and then to get out there, okay. you know, to get out there with the third book. I feel confident we have the second book coming out this year, but um, 
the third one is uh, is a story of of me traveling, you know, to my times in Albuquerque and and, and my times in uh, in Austin, you know, where li I lived up there in both places. And I was doing that. I was working with you know accoladed writers and and filmmakers and 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 just doing all kind of odd jobs and and you know just grinding it out to be to to be a filmmaker to be a, a real deal. I wanted to work hard to to earn my keep. You know, right. I, wanted, I wanted to. You know, I shot in 16 millimeter film. Nice. I shot celluloid. You know, and before, before I I cut analog audio, and then I went to nonlinear. So that's one of the advantages that I think I have. Not that I have, but it's like an experience that others don't. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. just an appreciation of, of that. So, so I write. About, I want to write about that, and then and then my, you know, sort of the, the it would be three stories going spending time in Albuquerque and then Austin, but in that like the stories that I tell. You know, and the people that I'm working with, that I meet, is a whole universe that unravels itself. You know, mm -hmm. and, and with some, and and uh, and then two relationships. So I've only had two relationships, both of like eight to ten years. So nothing came out of that. You know, no, no, no marriage, no uh -huh. kids, and it's a good thing. And, and, at the, and, at the <laughs> same, and at the same time, it's you know, it could also be a very lonely thing, right? So all, right. all I have out of that, other than like talking in a pathetically nostalgic way like <laughs> talking to two of my friends or my cousins are like you still talking about that shit you know? like, so other than dealing with it like that you contextualize it as as a story and 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 you do it much in the way that you would read you know as bombastic as it would sound you would read Milan Kundera or you know or Raymond Carver you know where you tell the stories of, of love stories you know but with you know with a lesson to be learned by the reader mm -hmm. and for time for you know, times on end, you know. So that's my favorite journey. Laughter and forgetting. Yes. So what do you do when you get drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing we're doing now. Pretty much. I this mean, a, I mean, yeah. if I were here and if I were drunk, I would get on that dolly. And we. Well, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Push me. It used to be a, used to be a little ride. <laughs> Remember, you would take people on rides on I that. I would. I would. Man. It's like, hey, hop on, and you just <laughs> drive them down. And just hop so back and forth. Yeah. Um, I think I would start painting. You know, I see a lot of paintings here. I'd be like, what the fuck is a paint? And I've done some drunken paintings. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, who did these paintings? Tell us about these paintings. So the, because the, the visionaries had their show here. Los Visionaries. Los Visionaries. Los visionaries. Warped, warped yes. Perceptions. Got Diego yeah. Robot. Who else is a part of that? Made this table. Vic, this little table. Victor, uh, Edgar. Erica Terrazas. Erica Terrazas. Joey. And Joey. Mike Lopez. Mike Lopez. Yeah, people. There's about 10 of them, right? About 10 yeah. or 11 of them. Like, literally, they're putting El Paso on the map. Um, so yeah. This guy was on, like, a show for... A&E, yeah. one yeah. of the Skin yeah. Wars yeah. show. Oh, that, that I is, met that guy. He's cool. That is he amazing. That he, he painted a couple of pieces That's, here. Oh. And then the hallways around the building, too. Yeah, I can't wait till he's open, well, he opens the, his, uh, he's opening his tattoo pass. shop, right? He already has an inclination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought he was. I thought he well, was. Well, he may be doing another one. I thought he was opening one in Montana. I think. Oh. I think you're right. I think Maybe. you're right. Yeah, because the last okay. time we saw him, he talked. He told me about that, so I was like, Ooh, I'm, get a I'm a blank canvas. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I won't get naked, so I can do the body <laughs> thing. But okay. I mean, maybe we can do that for our second anniversary. <laughs> what? Get me naked and paint? Yeah, we can put the uh, ITDS logo on you. <laughs> Turn me in a octopus. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Sure. It'd be great. <laughs> With boobs. We'll get viewers that way. <laughs> Does that count? That's content.
All right, what are your pet peeves? What bothers you? Oh, oh. Yeah, that's a good one. Juan is drinking a new Belgium watermelon, whatever thing, and like it's it? really good. It's a watermelon lime He's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. It's a watermelon lime ale. It's not too piney. It's not really piney. Because I was looking for like more IPA. like pelly ish. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And I didn't get any of that. It's more like it's nice. Like a summer ale. Yeah, it's that's very good. summary. Oh, nice. Okay. It is. The bottle was very nicely designed. Just a nice picture nice of watermelon, watermelon in front like yeah. that you know if I was oh, thirsty, simple like, that's okay. simple yeah the design is everything exactly of course oh, pet peeves man pet peeves bad design distracted don't get bad distracted. design there we go <laughs> bad life design yeah is that is that your pet yeah. peeve yeah yes it is right. bad right. life design yeah. it's a broad one because it could be from people that ah uh, you know pet peeve that's a pet peeve what about like tropes in film or something is there anything that stands out that's just like oh god that's terrible uh, we, you know, it depends on what you're watching. You okay. know? Like, yeah, there's plenty of things that stand out that are terrible. What about anything from Tarantino's work? Let's talk about that. Did you have that one loaded? Right? Seriously? Right. I, I know, I know. Who are you going to destroy today? Tarantino. <laughs> I don't want to talk bad about Quentin. You know, I may work with him pretty soon. And, and, you know, and, and inside the Mickey Studio may, you know, may fuck it up. Hey, <laughs> hey, you better get him on it. You need to get him. Pet, pet, pee, pet peeves are just the people for that, you know, just desperate on, you know, petty opportunism, you mm. know, you know and that, 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 you know, that can wear an ugly face, you know, so that's a pet peeve. Douchebags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I stopped really caring about Quentin Tarantino's. Uh, I didn't see the hateful eight. Okay. I, I, I didn't see. I stopped caring about. I really after Jackie Brown. Okay. I I, I think uh, you know it just he went off into like a an admiration of of Japanimation and his whole thing that that I didn't share. I didn't grow up with. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I wasn't too fond of it. I thought like with Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, he was saying something. You know, he was saying something about about life. You know, he was for me Reservoir Dogs was was about trust. Mm-hmm. Who do you trust? You know, at the end, Harvey Keitel trusted this Tim Roth. What's oh, I love Mr. Pink. Oh yeah, he was he was he was the coolest, and and, and uh, so that was about trust. You know, at the end, it was like, who do you trust? Who can you trust? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and Pulp Fiction was about moving on. You know, you got to move on. You know, what are you gonna do? You know, walk the earth? If I not, love if not, too. what happens? You get killed, like like Vince Vega did. You know, and 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 then Jackie. But the other ones just became like vapid big budget entertainment that had like yeah. I like Unglorious Bastards but I couldn't digest the fiction so much of the Hitler you know thing yeah. at the yeah. end yeah. I'm like alright uh, I, I was over with the one scene when they were in the bottom of the bar and yeah. they're trying to figure out if it was really Germans and yeah. that was the movie and they were playing the games and with that their was, fingers that was Reservoir Dogs in half an hour yeah. and the rest <laughs> pretty much really, I can really care less about that's a good know? way to put it and uh, but he is a, he is a genius writer. He is he is one of the best. And and even with his entertainment, I th- Kill Bills are pretty cool, you know. But I, I don't find myself watching those over. I can I, if I catch Reservoir Dogs, maybe it's a place in time too. Maybe to Reservoir them, Dogs you know. and Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. And True Romance. Oh, oh I haven't seen True Romance yet. No, I have to see it. Even though he didn't direct it, he wrote it. No, he, he did. Wrote he it. wrote it. Yeah. Pulp Fiction is a good movie. Yeah. Why are we talking about Pulp Fiction and everything that's hidden and all that stuff they say? And, yeah. And you, you can quote those lines forever. And Who know, said? Said, stood, baby. 
Said star. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. That French girl is like, who said? <laughs> and all, all cute, right? The way she's. She, yeah, she, she's yeah. just like, next to the. Where were the watch was and next to the thing. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. That yeah. And The kangaroo. The kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> good movie. It is a good, good movie. movie. And all in the whole universe, it's all tied together. The gimp. The gimp. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess the gimp. The gimp. Yeah. Just reminiscing about Pulp Fiction now. Yeah. I know, right? I know. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a, it's a masterpiece. I love you, honey bunny. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's right, your favorite director? Cool My favorite director yeah. would be Francois Truffaut. You know, Who is that? And, 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 and that's so, my, my cousins were saying, that's so like, like film school pretentious shit you say. Yeah. <laughs> no. but, All right. But, like, Who is that? He, he directed 400 Blows. Uh, Jules and Jim, old French director. Okay. He, he pioneered like shooting them in exterior locations, a limited lighting, mm-hmm. a little sound, you know, sort of anti-studio production. Okay. But based off of like human themes, very poetic, and and uh, he was a master, you know. But I I I'd probably go with Scorsese, you know. I wrote, yeah. I took a class about him when I was, he got, I was into Mean Streets and. Uh, taxi driver. Bo- taxi driver. He's great. Raging Bull. Ford Coppola was was uh, you know a pioneer in that he brought a lot of you know Luke, he he changed the game with yeah. his charisma. You know yeah. that George Lucas's uh, Han Solo character was he he premised it off of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you knew that. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars nut. Get out of here! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. About, about Francis? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I, I found yeah. that a couple of years back. You know, I, that was I, a long time ago. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I love that because yeah. I, I really appreciate Coppola's charisma and, and vision and ability to just kind of influence and change, mm-hmm. you know, alchemy, you know, in, in the world. So I like uh, Akira Kurosawa. I like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Ridley Scott. I, 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 I dig his work. You know, there's, there's a whole slide. Gladiator. Like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Fincher. David Fincher's great, too. You know? Do you know but, if he's going to keep making Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? What's that? The uh, girl with the dragon tattoo he, series, is he going to keep doing that? I don't know. Because he only came up with the first one. I don't know what happened. I I, they put I, it in the back burner. I don't know what's up with that. Mm. Uh, nah. Yeah. Probably just didn't do as well as they thought it would. I don't know. I mean, because the first series were really good with this uh, other girl. Was he German girl? I don't know. You saw all three of them. Rumi, Numi, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she did a great job. Yeah, but sure. then they started with David Fincher, started with... Uh, yeah, the American version that was really good, but I thought they were gonna do the whole series, and I don't know what the fuck happened there. It's probably just money and stuff like that. I don't know. I like Scorsese. Yeah, yeah when yeah, he yeah, did you, the uh, you can't go wrong, Scorsese. The, the George Harrison documentary, I was just like, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. All right. So, what is your motto? What words do you live by? Come through. Come through. Yeah. Come through. Come just, through. Just come through. Come through on what you say, what you do. Come through. Oh my God! I'm sorry. Are you, are you all <laughs> no, no, that that was my my little my little cub. Like, that, that was my little cub jaguar. I have, a, I have a little jaguar in here. It's a little cub. He jumped on the table. Through, yeah. right, the he did pass. come through. <laughs> oh, oh, that was the name of my baby jaguar. That's you. <laughs> you summoned him. <laughs> oh my God! That was loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what Corona does to you with all that lime salt. Yeah. It gives you the burps. Gotta be careful, Michelle. You know what? I'd rather burp it than fart it. So yeah. you should be thankful. Yeah, I guess that's good. Yeah. Craft beer makes me 
Or gossy. Gossy. Better out than in. Better out than in, I say. (laughs) Okay, Shrek. (laughs) Yeah. That was very succinct. (laughs) Your motto. Come Come through. through. Yeah. Yeah, Why come through? through? (laughs) Sorry. So So is it come through because we need to have that kind of like dependability in the community? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, in the micro community and in the macro community, just come through. I mean, be, what is it? Um, you know, like uh, Leonard Cohen also died last year. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there was a song that, that he, I loved. It was Who By Fire. You know, who, and he goes, for, for me, the take, I don't know what the inspiration was or what other people may take it as or know what to mean, but for me, I take it as um, Who By Fire, like Who By who by, you know, long delay, who, however it is that you have to get to where you got to get to, to, you know, how, how, whatever you got to go through. Some people, it's completely biological and mental. Other people, it's environmental. You know, other people, it's, you know, it, whatever. But whatever it is that you're put here to do, to, you know, just, just find a way through attrition. Even if you've done this or done that or you dealt with this, because, you know, that could be the number one hindrances you know, where you've been and what you, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, just come through, just come through on, on, on what you're, what you're doing. It's cool. Come through El Paso. You need to meet Sage Gentlewing. He has a picture. He, he met Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Cohen. That's cool. Yeah. That's fucking. Cool. We yeah. need to interview him. Sage Gentlewing, yeah. I think we so. Do. He won't yeah. shut up, but it'll be fun. That's fine. <laughs> He's got a lot to say. <laughs> he does have a lot of good stories. So, I like him. So who's your, or what is your power animal? Power animal. If you want to be appropriate, spirit animal. And I saw, I saw him today. I, I came. I, I'm, and I'm, I'm. Yeah, we uh, get a lot of those flying around here, especially close to the mountain. I, I went by, uh, you know, it's a global reach, and there's always two, a hawk or two that I see on the, mm-hmm. on the wire sometimes. And, and the day I was needing to see him, you know, I was like, I, I drove by, and sure enough, I'm like, oh, they're not there, not there. Right as I'm driving by, he's just flying, boom, flying, and then right before like I pass him, I see, I'm able to see him just get perched. On a thing, I'm like, all right, cool, you know. So, you, if you see your hawk, it's gonna be a good day. It, it, it I think it's uh, analogous to, hmm. to the, to the, the divine, you know, you know, providences of what's going on in the, in the world, you know, good, good and evil going down all the time, you know, and, and when a hawk like that comes in, I, 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 I take it as, as a, you know, as a, as a, a good reassurement, you know. Hmm. All right, that was, cool. was that a little... What kind of qualities much? does the hawk have? Yeah, what is... It, was, yeah. You know, what it was kind of... It's almost like a red-tailed hawk, I think. You know, he's got... He's, he's got, like, a brown and a reddish base and a, and a white and a whitish, like, beard almost, you know? Yeah. And what does the hawk mean to you? Like, what does it stand for? You're maximizing your design, you know, the way you're designed, the way you're designing, you know, the way you're designing, just... Max, maximize full that. potential. Yeah. All right. I'm a Blackhawks fan. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Black, black, <laughs> what is it? The Blackbirds are supposed to be really smart. You know, Blackbirds. Yeah. Are supposed to Crows be. and Ravens are mm. fucking smart. Oh, I love Blackbirds. Blackbirds singing in the dead oh, of night. <laughs> and and that, that was that was a, that's yeah. a company of my that's the name of my first company. Cool. It was never a company. Company is like a, what I have now. What I'm because I got business partners, but. It was more like my Batman symbol. Blackbird know? concepts. Yeah, it was Blackbird nice. concepts. Pretty cool logo. Yeah. I wanted to name oh. the Black Orchid. It was going to be Blackbird. Oh. But then my, bla- my brother, oh, 
He That's... fucked it up for me. Oh. Yeah, he said, don't do that. I'm like, why not? And then he showed me a picture of a black dick, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Yeah. How does that apply? So how does that, I so think his black brother's kind of perverted, and he's just like, no, people did, are going to like. Did he uh, have it in his wallet or something? Or <laughs> no, he just Googled it, <laughs> and I'm just like, why? Get it readily available. Just, know, right? Like, right fine. when you say, oh, blackbird, no. I won't go with the bird. <laughs> I'll go with the orchid. Okay. <laughs> and people always say orchid. Orchid or orchard. Black orchard. I'm like, really? Orchid. Do you see a bunch of apples here? No. It's yeah. not an orchard. <laughs> it's our home base, the it's Black Orchard base. Lounge. Orchid. Orchid Lounge. I like to call it in Spanish because it sounds kind of like a... Like a, like a salón México. Orquídea Negra. Orquídea. Orquídea Negra. Yeah, just, I, I had to say it like that, like all breathy. Orquídea Negra. Well, the Black Orchid Lounge is actually a strip club in like... Somewhere. Yeah. Georgia I've, I've tried to like tag it before. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. This is not the same place. Well, I mean, if you tagged a bunch of times, then it's the first thing to come out. Not, not that strip club anymore. People actually think we have a second floor, which oh, is kind of funny. Do oh, <laughs> people ask you like, how do we get to the second yes, floor? Yes, how do you get to the second the floor? And we're at? like, oh, oh you gotta <laughs> see them. The, where's the pole? <laughs> Damn. I don't know. So what? What are the next steps for Power at the Pass? What are the next steps for El Paso? The, 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 ne- the next steps is, uh, the, you know, I, I, the, be- the best way I can, I can uh, I, you know, without, without trying to, you know, sound like, you know, like giving advice to people that are doing what they're doing is, or preachy of sorts. I have. For me, it's just really seeing myself as, as like a, a component and, and a, sim- you know, symbolic to what, what you know the next steps for El Paso is. It's kind of like that old line in, uh, in, uh, in one of the most deaf uh, song where you know people ask me all the time, you know, what's going on with hip hop? You know, he's like, what, what do you mean what's going on with hip hop? It's not like it's some giant living up at the top of the mountain coming down to the townspeople. Hip hop is like where you're at. You know, where where are you at? You know, where are you going? You know, and so much in the same way with with me, it's it's just getting, you know, getting, you know, better at what I'm doing every day and, and, and becoming more proficient and, and growing the art. You know, how do I expand the representation? How do I look at the pathos and the ethos and how do I, you know, how do I build, you know, better bridges within my own creative, you know, uh, you know platform and grow that and, and, and not worry, not worry, because one of the things I'm a worry worm, you know, I, I think that's the way to circumvent my own wiring you know, is, is, is through really working at developing the craft and, 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 and seeing it as, as uh, you know, sort of parallel to, to, you know, when you think you're like, oh, you're, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're so proud of what you're doing, you think you're the only one doing it and somebody else is doing something equally as cool. And, and, and so that's what, that's what I, I hope the next steps are for myself is, is getting better at what I'm doing already and, and that you see a growth every day. You know, that you see some kind of incremental growth mm. every day. And, 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 uh, and, I, and I think that's, what El pa- that's what's next for El Paso, too, is that you see, you see its own regenerative, you know, sort of course take, take, mm-hmm. take action. All right. Well, if people yeah. want to contact you to, to be a part of the community, to, to work with Power of the Pass, how can they find you? What do you think, Richie, the Power of the Pass? Uh, Facebook. Oh, you're definitely yeah, on the Facebook. Facebook page, Power yeah. of the Past. That's, yeah, that, that, that's probably the best way. That's the way I get a message. I got like some some uh, young, so you type dancer wanting to do some dance, 
you know thing here with their, with their dancers and very cool. you know so I'm you know and he met they all messaged me you met we talked through right. Facebook right. Yeah. Messenger so yeah that's you know probably the best way is part of the past Facebook Facebook site and if there's any message you could share with El Paso what is that message keep it cosmic <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's Richie. The callback. Remember the to remember the patterns of of like the, of your loved ones, the, you know, your heroes when you were younger. You know, your cousins, your uncles, or hmm. people that you know that have, that are not no longer here. You know, and 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 make homage to the imprint because because there really is uh, you know sort of the polar right. Pol there's there's polar sides of the equation. You know, and 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 we can't just sweep things under the rug, you know. So, so for, you know, for me it would be to, to hope, make a homage to, to this, your, your own personal story, get better at recanting it, retelling it. And, 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 and in that you find, you find like healing and transcendence and growth and in, even industry, industry generation, you know, you find ways to, to, to make that into something real. And, you know, so that would be the message, I think. Very oh, yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. Very empowering. Embrace that El Paso. Please. Lyrics. <laughs> like, was, please. Did, did, I, did I bring a somber note to the Inside the Drinker studio? Is it, with no. The intensity of it? I think, this I, is, no. Uh, I think this is a good balance to our previous episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is deep. Yeah. <laughs> I like this it. It's good. It's really yeah. good. So. so buy local, support local. Uh, All right, good stuff. As, as much as you can, support the independent beers that aren't in InBev's pockets or Heineken's pockets. Yeah. Um, and then be sure to make it out to all the, the cool things going on in your town. Check out Power Support your Pass. local artists. You yeah. know, look at, you know, I know that uh, the scene and a bunch of papers out there, uh, they have the dates of whenever you have uh, art open shows. Mics, art and shows. And Last Thursdays, the monthly thing. The first cool. Fridays. Yeah, things There's like that. There's a lot that. going on. Yeah. There are things to do in El Paso. Come to the Black Orchid for the open mic every other Tuesday. Need, we need more of everything. We need yeah. more. You, yeah. you need more. Support. You need more of music festivals. Yeah. Cool. You got neon. All right. Cool. Do something. Yeah, yeah. We got neon. We got the beer festival. But, but I think we need. We need more. Yeah. You be, yeah. Okay. And, you, and for me, that supports a, local. For me, as a filmmaker, is yeah. is is how you know you know great. We got Plaza. Awesome. Great job. You know. Yeah. More success. More. Yeah. But we need more. You know. We yeah. need we need other yeah. other mutations to occur. Other other movements you know yeah. so just more of that and there's and there's that but also people to support just go out to these you know just even if you're not running it go out and support even yeah. if you are running like, I feel like people <laughs> who are running things are the ones who support the most yeah yeah you know go out yeah. and you know they're the pillars yeah. if you're out just, there just, yeah just uh, to me more audience more more customers yeah there's more, more reason to be out there more reason to put yourself that, out yeah. there support all that more ways to be motivated fuck the man Fuck the man. Fuck the man. <laughs> you you, you want to know how you fuck the man is by being the man, by being your own man. I'm going to yeah. be my own man. Be the man, yes. make the rules. There you go. Yeah. Change the world. Yes. Nice. All right, well, thank you for listening, El Paso. Uh, this has been another great episode of Inside the Drinker Studio. Share us with your friends. Tell us, or tell everyone about us, I should say. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us some love notes. That'll be good. Um, Tell us what you think of our podcast. Yeah, leave what would you like to hear? Who would you like to have, you know, have us to interview? Yeah. Leave yeah. reviews. It helps us reach more listeners. Thank Alrighty. you for listening. We're going to keep enjoying our beers over here. Love you. Much love. Mean it. Bye. Peace. Peace.
living in a hubble level. Hell ride, I have another one level. He ride, I find another record level. Hell come hell, take a level level. Being down, I want to lose a level. You ride, I have another gun level. Hmm, what you want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? Do, 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 boom. Gow, gow, ooh.